Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? Hey everyone, welcome back to One of Vibe. I'm Issa. I'm Abby. And hello. Hi, hello. We are back. Um, I feel like it's been like a long time. Even though, I mean, it sort of hasn't been that long. I know. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. But I think also, so for me, like adjusting to my new routine on the West Coast has proven to be really weird because. I wake up in the morning and basically everyone I know has already started their day. So I wake up to a full inbox, multiple text messages, DMs, all of the things that normally don't start happening for a few hours after I wake up. Right. Like y'all are three hours ahead of me, behind me, ahead of me. I always fuck that up. Behind. behind. I'm behind you. I'm behind you. Right, because it's oh yeah, oops, yeah. So yeah, we're see? ahead. It's not as and easy as it sounds. No, you're right, and it's tough for me because like when I go to text you, like I want to text you like in the morning, and I'm like, what time is it? Nine? It's six there. I'll give her another hour. <laughs> now, so try working by coastal. I have on my Google calendars now, which I didn't even know you could do, and I probably should have done it sooner. But now I have two different time zones on my oh, Google calendar, smart. so I can see what time lines up with what because the math gets confusing. But my point is, is that my days feel a lot longer now. I'm sure. Because I start having to interact with people so much earlier. And and of course, my life gets much quieter much earlier as well. Yeah. But for I'm sure. still awake, just like me and Jesse and Dylan. So it's been it's been interesting, but I'm not mad at it. Like I'm not mad at feeling like I have more time, like more hours in the day. That's what it feels like. At That's least now until I fucking crash and burn, I'm sure. <laughs> You're just running on fumes right now. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I've been having a hard time sleeping. I don't know what that's about. Not, oh a hard, not a hard time. I'm just like, I sleep for maybe four or five hours and that's it. I was going to say, is, is it falling asleep or is it staying asleep? I just, I can stay asleep. It's just like, it does, you know, everybody's like, I sleep eight to nine hours or even seven hours. And I can't even, I can't crack five. I've been working on it, but it's hard. But That's last crazy. night, I know, but yesterday, <laughs> Chico fell off the bed twice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this poor dog, like he fell off. And when I tell you, it looked like he was like falling off a boat. He was like hanging on to the side <laughs> of the bed. I was like, I'll help you. Like I was such a better rose to this Jack. than Oh the my God. I was really Jack hoping that you were going to make that analogy because there is a meme going around. I don't know if you've seen it, no. but it's like proof that, and, and with diagrams that they both could have fit on that floating raft. Oh my God. It's so true. They like Rose, you're a selfish asshole. Like you fucking let your man die. Why? Like, See you later. Um, yeah. So there's, that's really funny. Cause if you didn't make that connection, I was totally going to make the connection for you. <laughs> um, but Glad that uh, Chico's okay, and he's obviously sleeping well enough to be 
taking plunges in his sleep. Uh, yeah. He, uh, somebody, at least uh, one of us has to be sleeping heavy because, you know, like it's obviously not me. He's just like down for the count. And now he's, as you can, well, Abby can see, he's currently right behind me. Yeah. Giant head. And his head is like both of your tits times two. Yeah. Um, Moody, Moody big head. Um, my only update is we already know that I drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know just how much water I was drinking. So I got this. Oh, it says, this what does it say? Six. Well, this is like, you know, 8am drink here, 10am drink here. Well, this is bullshit. Um, but it's a 64 <laughs> ounce water bottle. So it's would you say that's your, your hoot, hoot of the week? Oh yeah, I think it is. All right. Shit, we should do something separate. I'll have to come up with something else. Okay, so my my like mini um, health obsession of the week is this 64 ounce water bottle because I finish this by like usually between two and four and then I have probably two more of my 24 ounce tumblers, which is a hundred and math twelve ounces. And then and so so hundred and twelve ounces and that's not if I that's if I don't work out. However, you can drink too much water. And I was talking with um, my colleague Dalton, holler Dalty, I miss you, um, about this because he was like sending me Wikipedia links for water intoxication. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that if you were to physically drink enough water to like flood your organs, you'd be just drinking water all day long, like nonstop, like chugging it. So I did a little more research and basically your kidneys can handle on average 0.85 to one quart of water per hour, which is a lot. This is yeah. two quarts, 64 ounces. That's a lot. So I think water intoxication is really more of a problem if you're um, like getting fluids like through an IV or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't drink that much water. I'm dehydrated right now. I had some margaritas last night. It was my friend Amanda's birthday. We celebrated. Happy birthday, Amanda. Happy birthday. She's she's my pee in a pod. Um, that was her Halloween costume last year. Oh my god. Yeah, she has the best costumes. And then today I was craving a frappuccino, like you said. I was trying to go old school Britney Spears. And <sighs> then I when I was like going to order it, I saw that the one that I wanted was like 450 calories, and I was like, no. Yeah, I know. I hate when they, the worst is when they put calories on the menus at places and like, you just want to go out to dinner and have like a fucking cheeseburger or something. And then they're like 1,450 calories. It's like, why you got to do that to me? Yeah. This fuck is me supposed up. to be my treat meal and you're ruining it. And it makes me upset and I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent segue. Thank you. Today's vibe is managing anger for mm. people who need anger management by people who don't know how to manger, manger, manage anger. It's a you hybrid. That's our it. vibe. We will um condense it for the title. Yeah. Hopefully Issa will come up with something witty since I've been sucking butt lately. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like I don't know lately. Uh, like when is it okay to be mad as hell? You know, and I get mad even thinking about this topic in general. I was trying to find like a clear, concise way to describe why I've been feeling so angry lately, and. I've, I don't know, like I've discussed them on the podcast I, uh, recently and, but as of late, in the, since like May, I have just been feeling and witnessing myself acting, feeling, 
super duper mad about everything or mm-hmm. things. I feel like there's a balance, right? I was really calm for a really long time. Like where I would be like really understanding or try and, oh, try and see it from this perspective. And I was really applying everything that I've been learning in therapy. And I don't know what happened, but I, as of late, refuse because I feel like I've been not, nobody's listening to me. I'm not Mm -hmm. being heard um, Mm -hmm. or people just try and overpower me with their voice. And in the past, I would just be like, okay. Or mm-hmm. I would just try and back away because I'm like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. And now I'm like, not fucking today, honey. I'm like, you're, you know, like if you're coming for me, I'm coming for you. So now, which is not, you know, John's like, you can't fight fire with fire. But I can because it makes me feel good. I'm fucking hard eye rolling because like we we briefly discussed what we were going to say before we just decided to hit record. But John is an anomaly. Like, I think that this topic is a really interesting one because obviously everybody handles things differently and everyone gets triggered by different things. Yeah. But you made a note in our doc and you just said it now that you're, you're getting mad because you're saying things and you don't feel like people are hearing you or people are like placating you. Right. Or like basically just kind of like trying to, to shush you. And I started thinking about it and First of all, I want to acknowledge the fact that we'll probably use the word mad a lot in this podcast uh-huh. episode, but many, many uh, therapists and coaches and social workers will and have said that like mad isn't a real feeling. Like mad is a, is a word that we use to describe other feelings, like being upset or being frustrated about yeah. something. Um, so we're going to use mad and angry, but like almost always when you're mad or you're angry about something, it's, it's really a reaction to another feeling. Right. And totally. so in your case, it's like a, fr- it's, you're frustrated. You're frustrated because nobody's hearing you. And I, and I, that, that phrase really triggered me because I started thinking about how like fundamentally the way that we connect as human beings is by seeing each other, hearing each other and validating each other. Right. And so if right. you're not seeing feet, oh my fucking God, what day is it? If you're not feeling seen or heard, you're not feeling validated and you're not feeling connected to the people that are around you and the people that you're trying to voice your frustration to. And duh, you're going to yeah. be mad. I mean, what is there? What's not anger inducing about that you know and what I've been feeling lately is just like super frustrated where (laughs) I feel like people don't know who or how I am and like family family will like take me the wrong way or even friends taking me the wrong way or not for nothing y'all have known that I've been this way for a long time like I've been me for a long time and I thought that I was doing a really good job of communicating this is what I like this is what I don't like this is how I behave. This, you know, this triggers me. This doesn't trigger me. But uh, recently I feel like I'm like, am I changing? Is it me? A- am I doing something different that maybe I'm, I've always had this monotone voice. It's always, uh, it's very difficult for me to, I could never be an actress. I don't, I can't, I don't have a good diction. I just kind of say things and it, you take it how I say it. And then I'll have to explain because it just sounds flat. 
I, you know, I don't know how to get through to people. And I almost felt super misunderstood because I try to, I don't even know, but anyway, I, I'm going to digress. I'm going to pivot quick here. But, um, so I go on the, on the interwebs and I'm like, the Mayo Clinic's going to help me. You know, I'm going to oh, find, dear. I'm going to find how to control anger before it controls me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is the list. It's oh God. eight quick ones. I'm not going to get in to get into them, into them too much. Excuse me. You're right. It is a day. I can't speak English either. I normally can't anyway. It doesn't matter. So think before you speak in the heat of the moment. It's easy to say something you later regret. Number two, once you're calm, express your anger. Number three, get some exercise. Are you fucking kidding me? Number four, take a time out. Five, identify possible solutions. Six, stick with I statements. Seven, don't hold a grudge. Eight, Use humor to release tension. And reading the shit from the Mayo Clinic made me even more fucking angry. Because I'm like, I have done all of those things in the past. And it has not gotten me. Like, not that it hasn't gotten me anywhere. It definitely has. But then I feel like, A, I exercise in the morning. So for, I don't exercise for me, y'all. I exercise for everyone around me. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always a psycho. Like, so when you catch me after a workout, that means I have lowered my anxiety level a significant amount and I'm still at about an 11. So can you imagine poor John when I first wake up and I'm like, bah, 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 like and he's like, oh my God, please stop. But I've, imp- I've like implemented these processes for a really long time to the point where I feel now when people approach me, I've become a doormat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm a person of extremes, right? So I'm too nice. And I let it slide or like people guide me and say, you know what, take a step back, take a breath, blah, blah, blah. And I let it. And then I keep doing that same process. Okay. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. And it builds and builds and builds. And now I'm livid. And now you're going to hear about it. Yeah. That's pretty classic. I feel like when you suppress your emotions, that's ultimately going to backfire on you in some way. Um, but to your point, you're doing in air quotes, all of the things that you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And all, all it's really getting you is more frustrated. So it's a very interesting dichotomy because fuck the Mayo Clinic. I mean, I stopped reading that list after the first fucking bullet point because thinking before you speak is such a deliberate act that you really I mean, you have to be calmest of all calm to truly think out what you're going to say before you say it. So for someone to tell you that when you're really fucking mad and you're in the heat of the moment, take a step back, take a deep breath, think about what you're going to say. Like, who's doing that? No one's doing that. And when I do that, it just makes me stumble over my words because I'm trying not to hurt you, but also hurt you enough. But when you let it fly, you know, you're able to eviscerate somebody in the moment or just say what you feel. Unfortunately for me, there are many times where I kind of black out and everything just becomes fuck, 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 whatever. And I, I've said this on the podcast before. I don't want to just always curse. Last episode or two episodes ago, when we listened back to it on our welcome back, I was like, wow, I'm angry. And I was just cursing like crazy. And I don't want to be like that. I'm way too educated for that. Yeah. You know? Well, First of all, they do say that people that are highly educated and intelligent swear more. 
<gasps> that's me. That's, there have been there have been studies, and every single time that one of those studies goes viral, like twenty seven people send me the link to it, and I'm like, I already <laughs> know I'm smart as hell, man. Like, get off of me. Um, get off me. I so when when we talked about doing this topic, I right now in my life, like I'm mad about things, but I am too spread thin to really devote enough energy to being mad about anything to be quite frank right however I am married to a wonderful man who has a short fuse and so I feel like I have like my value to this episode is from the other side yes and I don't even know what to call the other side because like I think in my notes, I called it on the receiving end, but that sort of alludes to the fact that, that the person is mad at you, which could be the case. And if, if, if it's the case of you're on the receiving end of somebody's anger, they're mad at you for something you did, then my suggestion would be to analyze if you fucked up and if you done fucked up, you apologize. You know right. what I mean? But if you're, if you're in the belief that you don't deserve this anger, then my, my advice and suggestion would be the Mayo Clinic's bullet one and take a step back <laughs> yeah. and let that person calm down. Because when you're conversing with someone who's super mad, you're probably not going to get anywhere, right? Like they're mad. They're focusing on being mad, upset, frustrated, angry, whatever. Um, and until they can take a step down from that heat, you're probably not going to get anywhere. So just don't and just listen to them or let them be depending on the situation. And then like try to hash it out and address it later. But for the sake of this episode, let's just pretend that you're not on the receiving end of that person being mad that I'm here as your friend, your confidant, your family member, your significant other, and you're mad about something else. And I'm trying to be your support system, right? Right. I think the thing that you said that got my gears going was the thing that I already highlighted about feeling seen and heard. And I wondered to myself, like, if I, if I do that, for my friends and for Jesse and for my family when they're upset? Am I, am I giving them the space to express their feelings? Am I making sure that they know that I'm hearing them? And am I validating their concerns or am I, am I shushing them? Am I belittling them? Am I, you know, placating them? Am I being condescending to them? I think these are really important questions because ultimately if you're angry about something, you need to be hyper aware of the people that you're surrounding yourself with, right? Like, right. are they supporting you? And if so, are they supporting you in the specific way that you need to be supported in that moment? I know you had made an analogy before about, um, or like told me a little anecdote before about how, you know, certain friends, when you're upset, give you advice that is very practical. Yeah. And Mayo Clinic-y, quite frankly. And that might be great for when you're calmed down, but right. if you're in the heat of the moment, that shit, like you said, is going to trigger you again and you're going to get mad about that. Yeah. So I think there's two elements. There's the element of you being cognizant enough to know 
what you need in that moment and therefore what actions to take, who to go to, right? Or what to do. Are you going for a run? Are you going to your boyfriend? Are you going to your mom? Like what, whoever it is that can, or whatever it is, whatever it is that can give you what you need in that moment. But also as a friend or as a partner or as a family member, being aware of how your reaction to people's anger affects their feelings right the trajectory of that anger because you figure you know this person long enough like i'm not just going to call somebody random and be like listen right. to, listen to what happened or listen to what right. i did blah 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 i think like you said you know who to go to in the stages of your anger that you're in right or maybe you don't and you have to analyze that true i think it's a, important to figure that out and find somebody like when i'm angry and about something else it's I'm very lucky. It's very rare that John and I argue. Very rare. Maybe we'll have like a little bit of a back and forth because somebody said something and it didn't sound right. Again, me with my monotone voice. And then I'm like, oh, I meant it this way, not that way, whatever. Um, but when I talk to John, he doesn't say anything. And sometimes that drives me insane because I'm like, you got nothing to say? Nothing to say about what I'm going through right now? And then he'll like put his hand up and be like, I'm trying to process what you're saying so I can say something back to you. But John, again, I've said this before, John speaks to me. He can calm me down. And then sometimes I don't need a man's perspective. So I'll call you, or I'll, or, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, this, this isn't what I want to hear, you know, whatever. So I'll call you. I call my friend, Jen. Jen is in social work and she had, she almost goes into like work mode where right. she'll be able to mediate the situation. She takes me down a few pegs. Think of it like this. And I appreciate that about her because I, at the moment, am not able to see a different side, you know? But again, I just, right now in the, the reality that I'm living in right now, I feel like I'm not being understood. And I think that's where all my issues are coming from. And I realize this, y'all. It, the minute that it happened, the minute that it started with all the, I was talking about it two podcasts ago, two episodes ago with the Black Lives Matter and the person on my Insta, on my uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, that sent me into another dimension. And I have not come back the same because I am so mad still, even about that, that it's something I have not resolved that I don't intend on resolving. So now I'm like, I guess I'm just going to be mad for a few more months, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I want to remember to ask you a question um, about, you know, like being supportive. But since we're here, I think that's a really, a really good point because there are going to be situations that you're mad about that are not going to get resolved for a myriad of circumstances and reasons. So in that case, it's like, I think it's super important that you recognize and accept the feelings that you're going to have to live with until you're not mad anymore or take the steps that are necessary to let that anger go so that it's not consuming you to the point where you're being triggered by things that wouldn't normally trigger you. For sure. No, I hear that. And I've been like bringing it up in therapy because I'm aware of it. Like I said, right. I recognize. Right. And that's the, I mean, that's the hardest part, right? 
that's what makes it more frustrating because I'm like, I recognize that I am no longer tolerating people's negative behavior, but I'm reacting to it. And again, yeah. because for a long time, I've been encouraged to take those Mayo Clinic steps. And yeah. I don't want to do that anymore because nobody else is. Why do I have to be the responsible one and take a step back and take a breath and go to the gym and get out the stress? And why do I, why am I the only one that's implementing these practices? And why do I have to understand you had a bad day and took it out on me? Or why do I have to understand that you weren't, I don't know, like, um, maybe something I said upset you or, or didn't upset you, whatever the fight is or why it happened. Why do I have to tolerate someone's behavior, bad attitude? Like for example, after someone yells at you, mom, sister, friend, boyfriend, whatever. If someone says to me, you know, they had a really hard day today, or, you know, they're going through a lot and probably lashed out. And to me, I'm like, and so I had a bad day too. I've had bad fucking years before, but I wasn't screaming at you about it. Or I don't go to the deli and start skitzing out on the guy slicing my turkey sandwich because also don't fuck with people who make your food. Never but, fuck with people who make your food. But I mean, literally never fuck yeah, with people never, that make ever, your food. Just say thank you if so you much. If you take anything from this podcast, it's that. <laughs> don't fuck with people that are making your food. I'm, I'm, I can tell you from someone who's been in the food service industry for a long ass fucking time, like over a decade, <laughs> I'll fuck your shit up. Oh my God, Abby. Ew. It's the, it's the fucking truth. I'm sorry, but that's it. We can just end. You can just stop recording now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but back to like just being angry, what makes it worse? And what I said before is that I'm aware of it and I was doing the things. So now I'm almost guilt. I feel guilty because I'm like, well, what changed? Yeah. Why? And like, yeah. which? And how do I get back to that more zen, that step back person? Because I, I feel like there's a fire inside me and I just feel like screaming. And it, for me, being reactive exhausts me. And I don't want to be exhausted about someone who cuts me off when I'm driving, which is like momentary. And or a customer who is rude or a friend who is in a bad root, a bad mood and is like deciding to take it out on me. But where's the line and how do we cope and heal from whatever is happening? I want to control my anger, anger before it controls me and I am failing and it's fucking. Yeah, I don't think up. that's failing. All right. I still want to ask you that question, but now I have, I have more thoughts. Okay. I think that part of the process, and, and part of the reason that you're exhausted is because you're trying to force yourself to feel a way that you're not actually feeling. And I think regardless of trying to force yourself to be Zen or force yourself to be less reactive or whatever, like sometimes you just have to fucking feel it right yeah. to get through it. And I, I agree. Like when you say, things like I've done all of this work, right. To, to be less reactive and to have better control of the situations and have better control of my feelings. And why the fuck do I have to put up with all of these other people who don't like my initial instinct is like, fuck. Yeah. Like you're right. Like, why should you? Right. But then the other shoulder 
I don't know who's the devil and who's the angel, but let's just, you know, twins. You have two devils. Don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> the other devil is like, we're all human. So right. part of the process of like life is having shitty times and then having good times and more trialing times and easier times and all of right. that stuff. So what would life be if everybody was perfectly zen and super happy and nothing ever went wrong and we didn't have any lessons to learn? But I think, so I don't think that there's an answer, you know what I mean? There's no right way to handle and there's no wrong way to handle, but I would say that maybe instead of trying to fight the anger, you embrace it and you channel it into something else you know I don't know that's easier said than done but <laughs> I guess I guess just like stop trying to fight it just right be angry. right I think that's my problem is that I I don't want to feel that way and I will apologize or resolve or like try and do it and then I resent it I'll be mad that I've I've tried to move on so quickly and you're creating this circle of feelings that's not getting you anywhere so you gotta yeah. try something different I know. I got to approach it different. I just, just I'm call like everyone, you know, and tell them off. See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be friendless with John and my after dog. This, after this episode, we're not going to have any listeners. <laughs> I know. They're gonna, oh, we're done with like, her. This girl gives the worst advice ever. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden um, someone's phone starts to ring. They're like, and it's me. And they're like, Oh, no, but I do think that like, that there is, there is something to be said about, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Right. So instead of fighting your feelings, see what you can do with that anger. See where it takes you. At least try it. Because if everyone else can have a bad day and take it out on you, then you can have a fucking bad day too, right? Yeah. human. I know. No one's perfect. I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, East, you never have a bad day. And I'm like, no, I just don't take it out of my customers. Like, if I'm upset yeah. about something, I'm not going to turn yeah. around and be like, what the fuck do you want? Why are you here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, I, it's almost like a little psychotic where if I'm angry about something, I'm able to, like, turn around and be like, and how may I help you? Like, it's, it's okay. a little Here's crazy. Here's my question for you. I'm finally okay. going to ask it after 45 years. So when you're really, really fucking pissed about something, what is it that someone could say to you to make you feel like they're hearing what you're saying? Oh, good question. Generally speaking, you know, and I'm asking this as both for myself, but also for other people who find themselves in situations where their friend is really upset and maybe taking it out on them. Like how, how are they dealing with this? How, what can someone say to you that would, make you feel like better for lack of a better word. I think probably just acknowledging it because it checks people in a nice way by saying like, I totally hear you're upset, but it makes me seem like you're upset with me right now. You know, something to acknowledge that like they recognize you're slowly getting hotter and hotter and to deescalate the situation to just be like, girl, I hear you. I almost feel like you're mad at me, you know, while you're telling me this. Yeah. Um, also just like, I don't know, I guess I think of John with that stuff because he just like lets me, I'm not, I'm never yelling at John, but if I'm yelling about something else, he lets me have it 
or he lets me have that moment. And then mm-hmm. he'll be like, is it okay if I tell you what I think now? And then I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, yes. And then I'll just like sit down and I'll listen because I've already said my piece. Right. Um, or so also- what I'm hearing is like giving you the space to be mad and then asking for permission before they're, before you elicit unsolicited advice. Right. Um, not that everybody has to ask my permission or anything, but at the same no, time, I'm just, this is more of like a general, you know what I mean? Like yeah. way to handle situations like that. And I also think when people say, I think we should take a few minutes and just like, think about like after this, like, let's just think about it and then we'll reconvene, you know? And I think that also deescalates a situation when you're actually fighting with somebody that you don't want to be arguing with. And you're like, we need a few minutes here. Like this isn't going to get mm-hmm. it. Somebody has to be the one that's like, we're not going to get anywhere. Otherwise it's just going to keep, you know, keep butting heads. And that's literally mm-hmm. the last thing that I ever want to feel with somebody that I love and that I care about. Yeah. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to say, A, if I'm wrong, I always say this, I'll tell the story how it is, not how I want it to be. So if I said something incorrectly, I'll be like, I, you know, I've already, I've, I've said my examples in the past. I accidentally called her a turbo cunt while we were here. And I don't know how that, I don't know how it happened, but it did. And I shouldn't have, you know, whatever the situation is, but in certain times where I feel like I've been really pulled back and not calling people, see you next Tuesdays, then, and I'm just being respectful, but I'm not receiving the respect on the way back. Then I'm like, I'm over this. But anyway, I do think it's just like time maybe a nap, maybe go, you know, maybe do listen to Mayo Clinic and go get a little workout, get your head clear. I do think that there's something to be said about um, expending physical energy when you are meant, you have all of this mental energy and emotional energy. Like sometimes it does help to release a little bit of that. However, I also think that that's unrealistic advice because how often are you in a situation where you're mad about something and then you're like, let me just go for a run. You know what I mean? That like you that's can. not realistic yeah. advice. Like this morning I went for a run. I have a lot on my mind. I felt like it helped clear some things up for me, but it took me one, two and a half days to get up the fucking energy to go for a run. And two, I had to plan for it. You know what I mean? I had to plan. I had to get up. Like I had to make sure that like Dylan had a ride to school and like, I was home by the time the dishwasher repairman came and like, you know, all of that shit. So it's like, it's, this is why these very like almost too practical methods piss me off too, because it's an, it's an emotional thing. It's a knee jerk reaction. It's what you're just inclined to do uh, from, from, like a habitual standpoint almost. And granted you can teach yourself new habits, but you can only teach yourself new habits if it's, if it's something that's like readily available. And like happening a lot too. You know what? We got to, yeah. all the puns intended. We got to tap in. We got to talk to Chris EFT. Sorry. Boom, 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 oh my boom, God. Boom. That you worked. Are, Chris is writing her second book right now. I'm so excited. Oh, nice. Maybe we'll have to have her on for round two. Yeah. To talk about she was book great. Two. Um, but, she was so great, but yeah. Like, oh my God. So for me, when I'm super fucking anxious and I'm like mm-hmm. borderline panic attacking, it's much easier for me to think rationally about 
how to deal with this situation in a strategic way to get me out of it, right? Because you're almost in like a survival mode. Yeah. But when you're mad, you're like, let's light this shit on fire. I'm not going to like tapping <laughs> on my temples, you know? So I know. I want to burn the fucking world down when I'm mad. Yeah. Everybody you so, better get out of my way. So the whole, the whole like take a beat and whatever, I just, I just feel like while there are people that have gifts like John, John is very, very gifted. Yeah. And, um, but that's not, he's the exception. You know what I yeah. mean? That's not the majority. He's like, an anomaly. People are like, oh, you should cook. I'm not going to fucking hate bake something while I'm angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would like, anyway, I feel like you got to put a lot of love into when you cook. And can you imagine those, those poor cookies are just going to be like angry and brittle. I don't even know. Oh like my God. They're going to be like all burnt and like crusty. Yeah. No, I don't want, I don't want mad cookies. I do I believe. happy cookies. Right. Who wouldn't want a happy cookie? But I do feel like there, it's super important to be mindful and like try and bring it back. And I'm sp- saying this for myself of just breathing through because John has this example. He's like, he always says like, you can't fight other people the way they're fighting with you. Right. He goes, because yeah. imagine that I'm down the block and I see two people screaming at each other and I've developed this thing now where I, I use a lot of hand motions. Like my, I never used to be that way. And now I'm like, bah, bah, bah. I'm just like, my hands are all in the air. I wave them. Like, I just don't care. And I get, <laughs> and I get, but he's like, imagine, I know I hate myself, <laughs> but he's like, imagine seeing two people. You can't hear what they're saying, but they're both screaming and going crazy. He's like, you can't tell who's the right one. And I'm like, oh, why are you always right? Like, he's like, why is he always right? It's kind of fucking annoying, honestly. Like, I know. Stop. But like, John, I know you're listening to this because you're perfect. Stop being right all the time. <laughs> God damn it. So I'm like, you're right. But these are things that he's literally told me recently because also, like I said, my anger's been flaring up and I've, well, I'm like, listen to this and listen to whatever happened. Like, and it's been really upsetting me because it, that might even have something to do with the fact that I can't sleep, you know, that I just mm. have been ha- right. Maybe there's a connection there where it's like the anxiety of being mad, the frustration of no resolution. And then I'm like, I can sleep for four hours and then I'm back up. And that 100%. makes sense, you know? So I take that into consideration. <laughs> Without I, a doubt related. Yeah. I, I just don't want to be an angry person and I do, but I do want to be understood. And I, I know that by yelling my points to someone, it's not going to work, but it feels so good at the time. And then afterwards I'm like, Oh, what I meant by that was. Yeah, no, I totally, I'm on board with everything you're saying. It's such, such an internal conflict. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And, and that's why I'm kind of saying like, suppressing all your feelings wasn't working for you because it got you to this point where you're overly angry about things that you wouldn't normally be angry about, or you wouldn't normally be holding on to. Right. So I think you probably need to feel the feelings and feel the anger and be mad. And, and perhaps that means explaining to the people that you feel are in your life that are not being supportive, explaining to them preemptively. Yeah. That this is where you're at. Like, like I know it's not your mom, but like, let's just say it's your mom for, for the sake story of the story. Sake, yeah. 
you know, saying to your mom, like, you know, mom, I want you to know that this is where I am in my life. Like, I feel like there's so much going on in the world and I have so little control. And like, we already know that control is a trigger for you Mm -hmm. specifically. And that's probably adding to your frustration and just saying like, I'm just going through this tough time and I'm having a hard time coping and I'm having a hard time, you know, knowing how to act. And, and I'm telling you this because what I need from you is X, Y, Z. I need you to hear me out before you react. I need you to um, give me a minute when I'm mad or let me have this. And then let's, let's talk about it later, whatever it is, you know, like you have to tell people what you need. And then if they can't give that to you, then, then that's a whole other problem. But if, if you don't tell someone what you need, like right now, for example, I really need to tell my real estate agent that she's not communicating enough with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I haven't told her that. And therefore I can't expect her to read my mind. So although I get mad when she doesn't give me all of these updates, can I really, do I really have valid feelings being mad when she's not a fucking mind reader? Yeah. No, you're you know, right. It's so cyclical. It's so cyclical. It's it's never black and white. It's never one answer. It's we're all doing the best we can. We're all human. We all make mistakes, except for me, because I'm perfect. Um, <laughs> I but <laughs> I do want to acknowledge that I do not believe that anything is one sided. Like I don't think it's like everyone's mad at everyone. I'm mad at everyone and I've never done anything wrong. That is absolutely not the case. I know that I pop off at the mouth and that it just brings on like a wave of emotions from both sides. So I never want to be like, everyone's so mean and I'm so nice to everyone. I know that that's not always the case. Um, So I do want to acknowledge that. But yeah, I do think everything has to do with communication. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to have to get back to y'all. There is one specific grudge um, that I am not willing to let go of. So I'll probably be mad for a little bit longer. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. I'm just being honest. We're going to do a check-in in in a couple of weeks and we're going to... You're, I think I, I would love to just make your life into an experiment right now and just have you be mad and just see what happens. I do think only because I know you and, and this is twofold. I wonder if the people that have known you, cause granted, you know, like we're very close and actually like Carrie made a comment the other day about how, like, I'm starting to meet people out here and become friends with people out here. And she was like, don't forget about us. And I'm like, as soon as I, the, from the first time I hung out with you, I knew that we were like life partners. We weren't like friends. Mm-hmm. We can be like friends that are like friends and we hang out and like, we, we know stuff about each other, but it's not like you're like that deep soul connection. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is that although we have not in the span of our lifetimes known each other for that long, like we have that connection where we can talk to each other about things and come to each other with things that like, I might not go to someone who I have known for as equally of a long, as long of time with, where am I going with this? My point is, is that, but I've only known you as a grown up, as this person who right. you are in your life right now. So are the people who have known you for much longer unable to grow with you, unable to see that you're not the same you said that you were three, five, 10 years ago? Sometimes it's really easy to get stuck in the, oh, well, you know, that's Issa. I met her in college. She pops off on everyone. Or, oh, that's Issa. 
I met her five years ago and she's so nice. She just says yes to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like different versions of me exist in different people. So I, I wonder if that, I don't know, like who, what situations apply to that, if at all, but that's also another layer of complexity to add to this whole fucking shebang. Right. Is, you know, sometimes you're growing and other people aren't growing. Yeah. And vice versa. You know? Yeah, it's definitely, I do see, I see growth in most people that like I've either had an issue with or like it, I wouldn't say an issue issue. I, um, you know, just like whatever tiff and blah, blah, blah. I see no growth in one specific situation, but that's the one that I'm holding on to for dear life. I'm going to grip my teeth and be mad about it. Yeah. And I think you should be mad because that's obviously what you need, but you have to be hyper aware of those feelings because once, once the anger starts to consume you and it starts to affect other parts of your life, then it's like, okay, what can I do? to let this go. I mean, literally, and this is the cheesiest thing I've ever said in my entire life. And I already want to punch myself in the face, but maybe it is like, write this motherfucker a letter and then burn it. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's like one of those dumb ass, like woo woo exercises that you just like, don't know if it's going to help until you try. And if you're at the point where you're like, I got to do whatever it takes. Like I'm sleeping with crystals under my pillows right now. Uh, Cause I'm like, whatever it takes. Yeah. Like whatever it fucking takes. So no, I like that though. Sometimes you just have to, you know, you just have to like do dumb shit to make yourself feel better. I do feel grateful that for anybody that I've had an issue with, for the most part, I am open to talking about it. It's just that one scenario that I'm not. So yeah. I do try and resolve things in an open way, in a positive way, and to let that person know, listen, maybe you're just seeing me differently. Maybe you don't like me anymore. Or like, maybe you don't like the version of me now, but I need you to know. I do love you. I don't want, you know, any, like I say that to like my dad, me and my dad argue. And he, for example, we were arguing about something stupid 4th of July. And then he walked inside and he was like, I'm out of here. I'm not sitting with you guys. And my Nana was like, Issa, he was being very calm and you were being very excited about like what you were trying to say. Cause I'm like, excited. I know. And I was like, he wasn't listening to me. He wasn't listening to me. But my Nana, who's similar to John, uh, actually my Nana is like the best person in the whole world. John, you're close though. Um, but my Nana is like, you need to talk to him. You, he was calm and you need to apologize. And I'm like, Oh, fine. Mm. But she knows how to get, you know, like she's right. I know. Right. And she would never say that just to say that. So then I went inside and I said, I apologize for speaking to you the way that I did. Would you reconsider coming back out and sitting with us? And he came back outside and he sat with us. So I'm open to like with the people that I love to apologize and say, or even just say like, this was, this sucked. Can we talk? Like whatever. So those are the baby steps that I'm trying to take. I'm trying to be how I was just a little firmer. Yeah. It's crazy. I know that I'm intense guys. I know. It's all part of the process. And I would also like to take this opportunity to refer any listeners back to our friendship breakup episode because sometimes we outgrow our friends or they outgrow us and it's Mm -hmm. okay to reevaluate relationships that aren't serving you it is okay to not force yourself to 
be around energy that is bringing you down or bringing you into a place of frustration or making you feel inferior. That is okay. And that's not specifically friends. It could be, it's family. It's, it is totally family. You know, it's like, harder with family, but it's totally family too. It's, it's, it's family. Like more often than not, it's family. Yeah. It's family. It's coworkers. If you can like, kind of like put that buffer up, yep. you know, it, I wouldn't say for me, it's specifically friends because I've had, it's like other branches of things, but mm-hmm. you know, you can replace friendship with really any relationship for the, for the breakup, you know, like yeah. if you're thinking that way for me, I don't feel that way. I just don't want to feel angry or I don't want to be arguing or even have, people are going to have their moments. We're all going to have our moments, yeah. but the rebound is the most important thing for me. But again, I just want to not, I don't even want to get myself so elevated to like be just a true witchy woman, you know? I understand. I get it. I totally get it. Um, And I think this is just part of the process of what we call life. Figuring it out, doing the best we can. Um, Saying sorry when we fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. We're growing y'all. Um, we're growing. We are over a year old and it flew by. And I think just craziness, man, like just craziness. By I know. we are over a year old. I meant one of I is over a year old. This is what I meant by that. I, I mean, I understood, but thank you for clarifying. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, well with that, um, we, I, I would really be interested in hearing from anybody that's listening, like what helps one, what helps what you do when you're angry to calm yourself down, mm-hmm. but even more so from a selfish perspective, I'd love to hear techniques that you found successful when trying to be supportive of people that are close to you when yeah. they're angry. Like, how are you dealing with it? So let us know, you know, you know where to find us by now. It's, the Wanna Vibe podcast on Instagram. It's the Wanna Vibe Facebook group. Wanna Vibe Tribe is the secret Facebook group. Um, he says Isabel Louise underscore, and we're going, we're going old school. Taylor underscore Abby underscore. I'm like, I don't know what my fucking deal is, but I'm, I'm not in a balanced rebel place. I'm just not, and, and that's, that's okay. Fu- and that's just I gotta fine. honor where I'm at. I don't know if I'm if it's a forever thing or if it's a temporary thing, but I'm just going with my my gut and um i encourage you guys to connect with like my personal life um and not just my like health and fitness and wellness life um you're not going to see my kid's face on social media but you'll see the back of his head a lot yay um i know what he looks like he's very cute he's pretty handsome i think i'll keep him um so with that guys uh we love you so much and we appreciate your support and um We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.